sick, but I'm into you Let's drop to that the shit, maybe a sheet or two Heart throbbing out my chest like Tom and Jerry Picture us in the garden of eating, eating berries Your touch is electric, leaving you is scary If we break up, I'm pandering to you like Ben and Jerry's And that may have went all over your head Call me Mr. Underhill, photo baggers with the dreads Yeah, I'm weird, but I digress, don't dress to impress Pull up to your thin crocs, stick you out the house finesse On the verge of destruction Headed to my doom Existential dilemma Bought on by the sh You got bunions on your feet For running through my mind Stacial head and texture like an onion It should be a crime And it's a blessing from the universe I pass the line Yeah, we bump past from time to time That's your zodiac signs Netflix and chill Then somebody clack Partner in crime See a lick still my slide And I know you down the ride If we on hot Put over by the feds You the type to help me hide we gon' keep it free, body till we 63 And on the beach get fined for indecency Public enemies, PDA, yes please Barefoot, stepping on these haters next like Millipede I'm not desperate but you more than a pastime You independent but I be your shepherd Just a pastime, free in the pasture Cause we both black sheep This song for you, hope you play this on repeat now I'm feeling champagne, swerving down at 66, bumping Prince Purple Rain. Almost had an accident, couldn't stay in our lane. Road to fame wasn't easy, it was pleasure and pain. Real racks to riches story, we was up, fixer upper, offer, upper, and a down, and no appetite for supper. Even when we was distant lovers, and I was crashing in that cup, but I had to suffer. I was so down bad, didn't even have a cover, but you was there in spirit, kept me warm, we had each other. We ain't got much time left, but let me reminisce While I take my last breath About our thefts, about our quest How we moved to the west without a penny to our name And still found success I'm running out of things to say I know you like dark humor I'm trying to take your breath away Now I'm zoning out, finna lose sight Hold my hand, let's take one last trip But this time we'll be light But this time we'll be light But this time we'll be light Welcome back to the Treehouse Show. You just listened to Wanderlust by yours truly. I'm your host, Dartasia, and you Yo. are tapped into the chillest podcast in the universe. In what the universe. In the fucking cosmos, okay? I am extremely honored and excited and just gratified to have oh a very special, a very special guest today. We have a friend. We have... Uh, partner in crime, yeah. uh, OG, homeboys, homeboys, way back in the day, straight from IIT, way, way, way back. You feel me? Um, we have the one and only. We have Onur. Yeah, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I love this. Like, so great content and everything. Like, I'm just excited to come here and ex experience and share the knowledge and you know. Absolutely, yeah. man. To tell us, tell us about your story because your story is. Is, is very interesting. <laughs> Which one should I start with? Mm. Let's start from where you're from. It was 1985. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, which story you want to know, man? Just So, like, where are you from? Straight from Cyprus. Cyprus in the building. Okay, Big yep. C. Yeah, Big C, Cyprus, 1997. I remember vividly. <laughs> so, uh, Cyprus days when small island in Mediterranean, like third biggest one. Um, it's a country that's 
kind of divided by two north side north gang here mm. uh turkish but the south side is greek and then um yeah north cyprus is not recognized by any other countries see so like kind of illegal but not really <laughs> mm, that contraband yeah yeah so the story is like yeah it's like the slut of the mediterranean you know <laughs> like we were invaded by italians venetians moroccans arabic crusaders british mm. Uh, French, Lusitanians at that time, pirates, and then Ottoman Empire came, and then uh, with the Ottoman Empire, the Turkish essentially came, and then they sold the island, they sold the island to British, mm. and 1960, it was like, British was, okay, you guys should have your own country, you know, like, we're, we're done with you, mm. so people established a country where the ratios were, like, fucked up, actually, like, like you had 70% Greek and 30% Turkish. Mm. So the Greeks were like, you know, like actually this island is Greek, you know, mm. but like you guys just came and then like occupied this. So the country lasted three years mm. and then the war break, the civil war, and then Turkey sent help 1974. And since 1974, it's a, a ceasefire situation. Mm. No peace, no nothing. Damn. So just like, yeah, kinda just that drop the stone silence that's it they've been know? trying to argue you know like make negotiations and like what brussels and like in european union nato un mm. but it just goes nowhere because like you have turkey and greece backing up the both sides and the british the england previously owning the country so they also like contribute to these meetings and you have like North Cyprus, like our president, and the South Cyprus president. Like they all just like are there for the sake of, to you know look like they're there. Mm. But actual actual things just happened in the background between Turkey, Greece, and in- England, and it's just for years mm. and years. Like it's just going on, but people are sick of it. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like yeah. actually, like boots on the ground, right? Is yeah. there like because you said there's there's Greek people with Greek ancestry, then there's like Ottoman. Is there yeah. like so I know, like, sometimes the, the media versus, like, how it is actually there yeah, is different. Yeah. Like, is it actually, like, a separation there? Like, do people, like, oh, you're Ottoman, so, like, Yeah, I mean, know. not really. Like, uh, when you look at those are the history. So if you talk, like, my dad fought, actually, in the war. Mm. And, yeah, like, 63, then, like, 70s and you stuff. You show me some pictures. He looks like a gangster. <laughs> like, big, big G, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Like, when you talk to all people who actually participated in the war, who actually went through all those, you know, traumatic experiences, actually getting war imprisoned, and mm. uh, even, like, before that, like, the propaganda between two countries, like, you should hate those or you should hate us, like, stuff like that. So all generation, they all, like, have this picture in their minds. Mm. Or, like, uh, my great-uncle was actually murdered by the Greeks, my grandfather's uh, brother. So you like you have all these experiences in your mind and you know like you hold grudges, but new generation they don't care, man. Like it's like it's okay, the war was in the past, like they're not they're not gonna be another war. So like why don't we just like merge and like stop this like child play, you know, like it's this tiny ass country and then there's like two countries within. It doesn't make any sense and then it's the same people and it's just different language and different religion. So why don't you just like remove the border and everybody lives peacefully? Mm. Like that like if it's like same idea. Like if you hate your neighbor, you're gonna tell your neighbor to get out. No. Like if you hate it or you like it, it, doesn't matter. It's still your neighbor. You know, like you're not gonna go invade their, you know, uh, house or like yeah, tell them to the, get out. The garden. Or, 
Exactly. So you're not going to do anything. You just accept to live with everybody. But so much politics in the background that we don't know. Mm. So that case, can't say. In a different life. In so a different life. In a different, like, before we go into, like, what you actually doing with the person that you are oh. and the impact that you have, in a different life, would you consider being, like, a politician? No, man. That's, like, uh, it is stressful, actually, being a politician, right? And mm. then you have that, I mean, I have, I have no idea about politics. Maybe, like, a little bit, but not really, like, not in the States, maybe in Cyprus. But all the energy that you have to spend in and then that general uh, public opinion that all the politicians are liars. So, like, somewhat, if that's true, and then all the lies that you have to keep track, and then are you an honest politician? <laughs> if you're honest and you're not making any money, you're not making connections. If you're not honest, you're making a lot of money, but you're also making a lot of connections, but you're not honest to the public. So those choices, like, uh, always clouds people's minds, and then most of the time, like 80% of the time, people choose money and uh, power rather than being honest, you know? So that choices and everything, like I don't, I don't think uh, I would like to do those things. Mm. It's the game, though. Like you know, you watch Game of Thrones. I also watch Game dun, of Thrones. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, 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 dun. So all those like things going on in the t- TV series, are, like actual, actual uh, political games, backstabbing in the back. You know, you like to your face, your friends, but behind your back, I just like uh, the little finger. Remember from little the show? Finger. Yeah. So wow. it's like that's actual like real game of politics, but. It's the action, but you know you don't. I don't. I don't feel like I will do it. Mm. See, yeah. So like, so tell us about your upbringing, like growing up. Growing up. Yeah, you said that you know small town. Yeah, I grew up in a village, like uh, so, so. If you look at Cyprus, it's a really small country by itself, and if you divide the small country, it gets even smaller. <laughs> so in North Cyprus, we only have five cities. That's it. Wow. You can drive from one end of the north. To the other end, it's like four hours, maybe, let's say six hours. And so you have five cities, and I, that just makes it like smaller by itself. So I grew up in one of the cities, like closer to the coast, but in a village, like uphill. It's like really village life, you know, uh, kind of peasant. Village life gang. Village life gang, you know, uh, growing with roosters and like chickens in the back. Like you just pick up all like fresh ingredients from your farm in the back. It was really good, actually. You know, like you, you don't appreciate it till you come to the big city. Once you come to the big city, you know, you okay, it's glamorous and then big buildings and everything, which was fine, and then like the ones that you see in the movies. But then when it comes to the food, actual things you're gonna eat, you don't like. You actually miss home. Besides, like mama's cooking and everything, or grandma's cooking actual vegetables that you grow in your backyard organic like 100 percent, 150 percent even and like all that taste and then like it's just insane like amazing taste and then you eat it and then you just fill with energy immediately by just smelling it you're just like cured instantly mm. but then like that's missing like in the big cities or in the states at least like when i came here and then you don't get the same taste like same organic taste you know like like you will have it back in your own country Especially farmer's life, kind of. You know, so that was like uh, growing up, then uh, middle school, primary school in the same city, then took some exams and went to high school in the capital. Mm. That's when, like, you know, moved to the capital kind of uh, situation. But it was still small. Uh, high school was fun. Like, a lot of fun, like, drinking, and <laughs> having fun, <laughs> and studying for, you know, college, kind of. 
Mm. It was fun. Like uh, then took exams and came to the Chicago. Man, no, it's just like going back to what you said. Like I spent time in a village too. Like a lot of my life yeah. was not in the big city, so it's just like it's it's hard to to even comprehend. How like these these new generations of children who grew up yeah it was completely dependent on social media cell phones like did you have a cell phone growing oh, up oh no I I had one that was like Nokia uh, you know yeah, twenty three something like snake you play snake, snake, you, play snake on you throw it. it to the wall the Black wall breaks white. the wall breaks yeah imagine yeah. it goes through the wall <laughs> and kills somebody annihilates it annihilates you know immediately but the thing is that when we were growing up we actually never spent time in the house. We were always growing up. We were always we playing. Outside. We were always playing soccer in the streets, playing hide and seek. You know, going to uh, like like spots where we will hang out with friends and you know get some coke and like Coca Cola or like uh, and then like eat some. Sh- like, all I hang out with the gang, always like having fun, talking stories and stuff. And we never like spent time a lot inside. And we didn't have like those like like iPhones and stuff. We I really remember the what do you call it like a phone where you pick up and then you rotate it. The dial phone. The dial phone. Yeah. Yeah, I, used to, I remember that. We used to have it, and the internet was like dial up. Mm-hmm. Move a little bit to the left. Yeah. yeah. To the left? That way. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, my right. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, the internet was dial up, actually. When you start try to connect to internet, you will hear the sound. Yeah. It will take forever. And then. Only one person could use it at a time. Yep. Yep. You couldn't use it. If it rained, like it will just shut down because of the phone lines. Did electricity go off sometime? Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Uh, it was just like the way it was. Like We only have uh, our electricity. Well, there's some sun panels, like sunlight. Mm. But most of it comes from like burning coal and stuff. So term, therm, thermite central, that's what mm. you call English. But there was not like a big energy uh, source. So like uh, it would go out like the moment it rained, that's it. Electricity is out of the window. So you light up candles and, uh, you know gas yeah but most of the childhood was outside we never got in we, we wanted to leave the house we didn't want to stay in and when we came here and then we talked to like Amer- like my american friends yeah it was nothing like that maybe in like uh rural parts of the states it is but not in like the big cities where they grow up so that was like interesting yeah and then like you think of covid and you think of like in addition to like having technology growing up yeah it's like school it's a uh, virtual now. Oh you know? yeah, lockdown. You know, like I feel like part of the reason like we're able to have friend groups, you know, and like in college, the, all the fun we had. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all the fun we had. And but anyway, whatever. Of, off the records. Off the record. <laughs> off the record. You feel me? That subtext. You know, treehouse unfiltered. <laughs> it's a great concept. Yeah, it's a great concept. It's ex- ex- exclusive content exclusive. for the ones that will pay. <laughs> exclusive, right? You know, pay to play. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, listen, listen, listen. Um, uh, subscription based. Subscription based. <laughs> hey, power moves only. Um, only. Listen. Yeah. Uh, back. To, let's refocus. Um, but let's just say uh, these kids. We don't know. We don't know how this is affecting them, man. The, like, new, the new ones are like yeah. growing up in COVID. Yeah, especially like yeah. these um, four, fifth, sixth graders. Yeah. You know, like part of your fundamental development happens between like the age of five. At early age, like you seven. decide who you, your yeah. character. Yeah. And these kids are like not socializing with other kids. Yeah. They're not, you know, there's chemicals that are released 
you know, when humans interact with each other. You know, it's deeper than just like, you know, virtual and just being somewhere. It's it's actually like it's necessary. Like we've evolved, yeah. you know, to this point where human contact dictates how our brain grows. Yeah, it's your experience that you form like real physical in front. Exactly. Not virtual. That's the day. real and not virtual. And then that's how you uh yeah, how like your brain responds to it instead of like uh, going through online and yeah, it's a different part. But even before COVID, like uh, the new generation, like I had a little cousin, um, he was like this, this big, and every time he was like they were trying to feed him food, it had to be through like watching some cartoon on iPad. So without iPad, you can't do anything with the little kid, the kids. Where in our time we didn't have it, but that's the that's the thing like different technology, different technology, different era. We grew up in the streets, but now everybody <laughs> in yeah. the street, not like... Yeah, before the streets was like the future. Yeah. Like fu- like future streets. But yeah. it was just, the streets was just like where you went to yeah. have fun. And then like your parents had to like drag you back inside. Yeah, no, not for real. Like they will come and they will bring you like, okay, it's dinner time. You it's know, dinner your time. Your dad is home, you know, but you didn't want to go in. You don't want to go in. Cause that's what you, that's like how our characters develop from that point. We always spend outside time. So like... I'm so kind of like will make sense why I'm so extroverted because I always like spend time outside with friends socializing new new people come in join you just immediately become friends play football whatever in the street but like I guess like that's kind of like gives you the foundation of if you're gonna be an extrovert or an introvert or like that also like lays the foundation if you spend more time on outside like with making friends yeah it, it lays the foundation and and it what's what scares me right what scares me is that like it's becoming a commodity like extroversion and like social skills oh yeah is like in lack now and we've seen it even before covid like at IIT let's be real yeah a lot no, of yeah, people kind of awkward oh, yeah, 100%. you know i was awkward 100%. too yeah. but like we, i was able to more overcome it yeah. because i still had you know i was still outside to an extent i was still yeah. you know Probably not as extroverted as you, but I still appreciate it. You we're know, in the, in the MSV backyard talking about stuff. Talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I still, you know, try to like get out of my comfort zone. But it's like now, yeah. you know, you don't even got to go to stores. No, you can you know? order shit. If you can order yeah. shit, we have That's the thing. Delivery. Do you remember uh, there was a cartoon? Well, all cartoon, like 2000s, Wall-E. That's Remember a great Wally? movie, by the way. It's a great oh movie. Like, I, I love Wally. Eva. But when you look at the pic- picture, yeah. all humans, fat ass, yeah. you know, like getting obese extremely because like they all depend on robots, robots to do their own job, to like to feed them, to cook, to do the laundry, to do that, to do this. So you immediately cut off all the exercise, all, all the fundamental physical abilities so they had to go through like giant chairs even the chairs move instead of them moving so like that was kind of interesting movie because no. that's where kind of uh is that where society heading? is heading but the society in the big countries yeah like in the in the western universe you know like we what we call it like really the developed world the developed world exactly but under developing people they just do the same thing. It's farming, a world. They still you know, outside. Yeah, outside doing the farming, doing the, working with uh, with their hands on and everything. That's what they know, and that's what they have been doing. The third world countries, but with the technological developments, now you have 
great uh, advances in technology, like building robots, AI is amazing right now, uh, or Elon Musk's ideas and stuff. Yeah. But that's great steps in technology and advancement, but then looking at social and humanitarian aspects, people are just becoming more dependent. More dependent on uh, Uber Eats, more dependent on like de- delivering your groceries yeah. instead of you going there. Um, just ordering food outside because it became so cheap. And now with the COVID, working from home, can go like, and like it just creates a kind of a mindset that, you know, what used to be now, you're just stuck in walls and you can do everything from here. So your brain is like, okay, why should I go outside then? Mm. Right? So you become this like really depressed person because you're always inside. You're just like stuck in walls. I don't know. That also I think have a lot of uh, impacts on the brain. No, it's it's really like it's concerning to see in the next five to ten years. Yeah. Where we are as a society, and also what matters. I want to yeah. see what ma- I want to see what motivates people. You know, I want to see are people motivated to go to the gym. I want to see our people yeah. like fuck the inventions or I mean like I'm still obviously I'm still interested in that but I I just want to see like what rules now is is that is this valuable is like being able to communicate valuable is like being able to 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 do like conferences or like public mm-hmm. speaking is that valuable anymore yeah is it anymore is 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 being able to like raise a family valuable is like being uh-huh. able to you know motivate people and you know, have a healthy relationship. Is that, you know, it's just like, what, what, where are we moving? Like, as far as like intentions, you know? Yeah, I feel you. And then and like values. That's the interesting because you talk about public speaking and everything that people used to do. And it was really, you know, anxious. You used to get anxious, like speaking to a lot of people. But now if you look at what, with the new invention, like, like metaverse, yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg's uh, metaverse, which is a great idea, but now you don't have to, go in front of real people you can just do it in the virtual zone talking to millions of people which you actually do through your facebook or through your social media but actually live but it's not just it's you but you don't have to see all these people Mm. so like uh, now like it started because like now people are having their meetings in the metaverse like facebook meetings are held there other companies started having their own meetings in the metaverse without actually meeting in person or uh and then there's also like uh, other sides where my cousin actually is doing her his uh, dentistry, mm. and for dentistry you have to operate in the mouths of people, mm. right? But as a practice, what you're going to operate on a real person as a practice. If you mess up, then they will get messed up. Yeah, you get canceled. Yeah, so like they came up with an idea that uh, getting actual uh, virtual reality glasses and mm. Oculus Rift, and they can practice this uh, dentistry in metaverse. Mm. on not real people but on virtual people to get their skills on mm. so that you have those kind of advantages but also s- slightly disadvantages with uh, you know now how are you going to differentiate what's real what's not mm. no See? no that's 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 technology it's like an inverse inverse matrix idea mm. when you think about it like people always want to be the god right mm. so what god does do like creates mm. so they're creating a world for you to live in but it's their rules, not like this real life world. But you, now you make the rules in the mm. world where you can live, you can like you know like do all do sorts of things. Want. But you created it, so that now you play the god the role of the god mm. by creating a new thing. 
No, that's that's deep. Man, we diving deep already. Shit, yeah. That's deep. But speaking about like technology and like like what's next. So so first first of all, tell us like your education, what you're studying, you know. Yeah, uh finished my undergrad with IIT gang. Like that's where we know each other. <laughs> but yeah, I did my undergraduate in physics. So uh four years of that and then now I'm doing my PhD in physics. Focusing on accelerated, accelerated stuff, accelerated physics field, mm. and also at the same time, like doing other stuff on on our own with uh, a friend of mine with on black holes and stuff, mm. which is another interesting subject. It's fascinating. <laughs> black holes, not those kinds, but the other ones. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know what we were thinking, but <laughs> <laughs> black holes. Okay, the ones at the sky, not in the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fascinating, like. Uh, looking at physics and how things behave and then you looking at history what people did and how we advanced society and just for like curiosity mm. like things like many times like you take things for granted right it's interesting concept to think and that's what physics is about it's not just mathematics mathematics is mathematics mm. what they do is what they do general concepts, equations, theorems, dilemmas, lemmas, whatever they call it. Mm. Uh, but physics is applied. Like, you, you should see this in real life. And that's the power of uh, physics, I think, because you just sitting on your office, for fun, you just think about something. Like, you observe something in real life, and like, why the fuck does this happen? Mm. Out of nowhere. We were bored. Like you, and you can start working out... Uh, the reality principles, well, it turns out the principles are connected deeply with mathematics. There's no other way to formulate them. And you figure out something, that why it happened. Mm. And then the power of it is that now you have understanding of one condition, which you can generalize it to other conditions. So it gives you power. It's like physics one, when you look at new projectile motion. You threw something and it went through arc. That's what we, I used to teach. But people don't and see the underlying principles where when you solve these equations, when you think about it, when you solve these equations, you get answers. Then without actually doing something, you can predict what's going to happen. Right? Experiment is there to check if it's correct. Now, it has been checked for like hundreds of years, but the power, the fundamental power is that you can predict if, if, if somebody does this, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's so much power when you think about it. Only by sitting and then working out the real principles and then applying it to special cases that is in our world mm. and telling people that if you do this, you will see this. I was watching a um a podcast. I think it was Niels deGrasse Tyson. Oh, oh yeah. man. This guy is amazing. Oh, my he's, God. <laughs> he, he, he needs to let people talk, though, a little more. He's kind of... He is. Yeah, he talks a lot. He talks but, a lot. But everything he says, it's like, I'm not complaining. You know? Yeah, he's an astrophysics guy. Yeah. Cosmology. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, But he had an interesting concept. He said that science, basically, he said that, like, you can predict the future and basically like he he was he said that if you knew everything right if if we yeah. had all the answers in science basically the present would be no different from the future like we would be able to predict everything if we knew so essentially saying that science is the key to like understanding like basically predicting the future 
And it's like every every reason why we can't predict the future exactly and precisely is our limitations in our knowledge of science. Yeah. And if if basically say like right now, let's say we, we understand forty percent of the universe. Let's just say that's a, just a number I threw out there. Okay. So basically, and we can predict things pretty well. We can estimate the weather. We can estimate you know we can yeah. predict a lot of things, but it's not telling the future. So you said the, the difference between a prediction and like that certainty is just that unknown, and that unknown is like stuff we don't know which is like what you're working on trying to find out like yeah. the secrets of the universe basically like what is that unknown what is those things that like we don't know like dark matter that's the thing if you knew you them know? if you knew them we wouldn't be talking about it right yeah <laughs> so it's interesting but yeah, Neil Tyson great guy Harvard uh, astrophysics what's his name Neil Tyson Neil, 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 right, right. Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, graduate from Harvard, uh, astrophysics, great guy. But he, did, like, he got diverse to popular sciences a lot. He did. So, like, uh, the thing is, one thing with the physics, and then I met a lot of undergrad physics students who wants to do physics. But there's a misconception. Some people, like, not major, but probably some people, uh, they watch Neil Tyson. Mm. They watch uh, their other names as well, uh, Brian Green or mm, Brian Micho, Cox. Micho Kaku or uh, Sean Collery or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, there was other names as well that I don't remember. Lawrence Krauss. Mm. So these guys, except Neil Tyson, most of them did what we call a string theory, and it's a really complicated theory, very absurd. With like, it can extend from elementary particles being vibrating spring, strings to multidimensional world, multidimensional universes. So it has a broad area of applicability without no proof. And, and you have these people who go up on the TV, documentaries, explaining string theory with no math. So you go just with like really sexy visuals and you know like really Hollywood style. You know like you effects. have effects. You like the guy walks in one way and then ends up in a different dimension. Oh look, I'm in a different dimension. Wow! But it's all the visual stuff, right? Will, this is what makes people interested. Mm. Oh my God, eleven dimensions. How can you even? How can you put eleven dimensions on a two dimensional screen? Like they don't even think about that. But it's just the word itself. 11 dimensions. 11D. 11D. Ds. <laughs> but, uh, what, but the thing is, those explanations, hand wave of doing things, yes, they're so sexy. You can imagine things. You can try to imagine things. But then people get started in Physics 1. <laughs> Come to college, Physics 1, trying to learn Newtonian mechanics. Boxes on an inclined plane. <laughs> For, no, assume no friction. Assume no air resistance. Remember those experiments. Perfect world. Perfect world. Projectile motion and stuff. Constant acceleration. And they get discarded. Discouraged. Because, oh, I watched on TV that we were talking about black holes and like 11 dimensions and now I have to do mm. Newtonian F, F move, equals move MA. This, move this block. <laughs> yeah. I have to do F equals MA now. And they get discouraged and they get into, you know, like, uh, they don't want to do it anymore because they were assumed that physics were all 11 dimensions. So would you say they were catfished? They were catfished, yeah. And those people, when they talk about all these theories and amazing stuff, they, don't, they forget to mention the difficult math. And once you even, like, like string theory and before that you can classify it as a, like an introduction to quantum field theory or, or quantum electrodynamics, what we call. It's 
math is really hard. And those were done in like 40s, 1940s. Mm. People came up with the math. Even like mathematicians didn't know that math existed when physicists came up with those things. So you have those kinds of behavior, really difficult math, like impossible to solve, bunch of infinities everywhere. But in the end, people came up with a result. And that was the most accurate measurement in the history of human yeah, human history. Which measurement? Uh, it was to measure the, uh, what is it, alpha parameter. I forgot it's, what was the name of it. Uh, it was... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The, uh, it was when... A split, it was like, uh, is it the gold the split electron, experiment? When electron and positron collide, it gives you uh, what we call a photon. Mm. And the photon decays into a muon and mu, mu plus and mu minus, whatever. Mm. So, the, the what was it called? The... Uh, the strength of the electromagnetic parameter. Mm. Uh, let me call it that way. It's alpha parameter. Everybody who does physics it knows what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's measurement, the theory, theory prediction and the experiment prediction, it agreed to the, I think it was like 46 decimals. Mm. So you have number and 46 decimals, theory and the experiment matched. But it's really hard mathematics and stuff. But then people don't mention that. And then once people started learning about particle physics and quantum field theory, uh, they get dis discouraged because of the math that nobody talks about. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost like scientists need to be more realistic. More realistic. More yeah. realistic with the expectations, you know, in the foresight of before even, you know, because it's like it's almost like the package doesn't match the content. And, and it's not doing us a favor by kind of discouraging a lot of people. It's better. So you're saying it's a, it's a balance of make it exciting, but also there's math. Yeah. There's like, some hard shit. Yeah, there's like really <laughs> hard stuff. Which we've, we've been through the ringer. Yep. We, I don't know how <laughs> to survive, but somehow we, well, especially somehow I made it because I'm not the, the best physics person. I'm an engineer guy here. So we just need enough yeah. physics. You know, to get more conceptual. Um, but yeah, no, next, when we come back from the break, it's yeah. gonna, we're gonna dive deep. So, yeah, you know, buckle thing. up, yeah. you know, get your, your, your seatbelt, get your airbag, you know, make sure it's working. Get a popcorn. Popcorn, put, you know. Put 4D glasses. 4D glasses, you know. Next episode is in 11D. Next episode is in 11 dimensions. 11, <laughs> 11 dimensions. So, yeah, um, next episode is gonna be in 11 dimensions. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, you are, we are going to the break. You are listening to Homebound by Drolo. See you after the break.
Welcome blah, 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 back to the Treehouse Show. You just listened to Homebound by Drolo. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Gartasia, and we have the one and only, the Cypress <laughs> Celestial <laughs> Prince. We have Onur. What's up? Yo, what's up, man? Nice to go come back. Hey, man. <laughs> listen, been ages. You I gotta finish seen... strong. Yeah. You always, always finish on the back, not on the. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> guess the fruit. It's looks. I told you, it's mandarins. Mandarins, but mandarin quads. Huh? Mandarin quads. <laughs> you definitely cheated. You uh, fucking cheated. Not gonna lie. Okay, Wolf of Wall Street. Anyway, <laughs> please indulge. And I see you've already been slaughtering. Oh the yeah. Did you mix it with? Did you chase it with the? Um, oh, with the whiskey. The yeah, whiskey? I did. What was that like? It was good. I'm gonna just kill this. I'm yeah. Gonna... Are you sponsored by them? I'm gonna say yes because the future is now. Okay. So I'm saying I'm, I'm manifesting it, you know. Feeling it right now. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this tastes like, man. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. I like your. Uh... I them. I like them apples. You like them apples? I like them apples. Hey, listen. I keep my guests well fed. Oh. <laughs> you know, my mom taught me manners. <laughs> this show just became not uh, <laughs> not for common common folks. Exactly, you know, you gotta uh, learn and also gotta teach them young. You gotta teach them young. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they don't make them like they used to, so you gotta make them now. <laughs> how you, how they need to be made, you know. <laughs> Listen, you have to the harvest. You have to plant the seed before you can harvest. You know, this is hard. I'm never getting this. Yeah. Um, okay, so listen, yeah. we're going to dive in. That's all we're talking about. We're not wasting any time. <laughs> so I'm going to ask. Man, you've been, you've been to out of uh, countries. You went back home, yeah. right? I went to Senegal, yeah. Yeah, how was it? Senegal was lit, man. Any, uh, I saw you I'm wearing the orange shirt. Yeah, you, know you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> this shirt has been with him like since 1985. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he was born with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Legend says I'm still trying to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has no nipples. It's all like <laughs> mm-hmm. I was made in a laboratory. <laughs> I'm GMO. <laughs> uh, the package came with the shirt. Listen, man, I don't play by the rules. You know, <laughs> Senegal, man. How was it? Senegal was magical. Yeah, you know, Senegal nice was experiences there. It was sunny. I felt light. I felt. Like you know, sometimes I feel heavy, but I felt light. I felt like you got rejuvenated. I felt rejuvenated. I yeah. felt, I felt like I could just not turn my brain off, and just experience. You know. Yeah. Um, you visited over this last year, right? Or Cyprus? yeah, I couldn't go back home like for two years. You haven't been back in two years? No, it was COVID, but I visited like uh, December. Past oh my December. god, what was that like? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, but mm. Cyprus was so weird, but like nothing ever changes in the country. <laughs> like, I swear to god, like it was 2015, I got <laughs> my first uh, driving license. So, I mean, I turned 18, I got my driving license. And in my city, so I was driving around, so like just like I mean, of course you don't know the directions, mm. but like one location there's there used to be a pot. Like real, like small, uh, like pothole, like mm-hmm. what do you call it? So that was 2015. Mm-hmm. I went back home like this December. Mm. The same pothole is this at the same location. No, for real. Two years. 
tw- seven years has been in the, the same location. Mm. So nothing ever changes in Cyprus. So it was like I was having a lot of deja vu's. Mm. You know, like did I do this shit yesterday or did I do this shit like twenty years ago? I don't even remember. So <laughs> it was a lot of deja vu's, man. Back home, like not, nothing ever changes in the country. Mm. Yeah. But it was good. I went to Rome uh, <laughs> with with my with my bro, like you know him, mm. Keith. Keith, bro. Keith. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the physics guy. I do remember Keith. Yeah. Smart guy. Yeah. No. Yeah, we went to Rome together. In, in December? No, like it was like two years ago, three years ago, mm. before I started my PhD. It was really good experience in Rome. Like it was really nice in summer. Mm. The sun went down around like 10 p.m. What? We, for real. like we were walking next to Vatican. And I met Pope as well. The Pope. <laughs> yeah, it was chill, you know. You talked to him? No, but I met him, but he, he didn't meet me. Uh, I'm gonna need I, some. I saw him from a distance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you met him. I'm like, I met okay. him. I felt the holiness. Mm, but about the holiness. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little scratchy in the back, but. Ooh. <laughs> but I can use some holiness in my it life. Was, it was great, Rome, man. Like, there, the sad story was like there were a lot of uh, people like uh, begging in Rome. So like, there was a lot, a lot of like in like Indians and African, and then one funny story. We were sitting by the like by Vatican, like having cappuccino and stuff, and this guy uh, came. Like he was selling stuff, and like, okay, you know, let me get some stuff for uh, good deeds, and then he just came. He was like, he put his like <laughs> sleeves out, <laughs> like he's like from like he's this black dude. It's like look at my skirt and look at you. We are the same. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm white. Right. <laughs> right he's like we are the same bro <laughs> so he's like so you gotta pay my child support but i'm like yeah not gonna happen <laughs> what very weird yeah very weird very yeah. weird i went to dominican republic what was that it's, like it's crazy like, the moment we were about to land there was a hurricane actually happening oh my god so our plane was like literally like like this mm. like shaking and stuff mm-hmm. and like i was about to get ready to pull up a cigarette so like before i die you know i smoke at least but I didn't die. Mm. I'm here. That's a good... Like, you know what I'm saying? To think, what's the last thing I'll want to do but before I die? It just got, brings me back to Wolf of Wall Street vibes. You know, like, <laughs> when, this, when the boat was about to go down, like, yeah. the guy was like, bring me the drugs, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not dying I'm not dying sober. So that's kind of, I, th- I think that's, like, the best way. You know, mm. like, if you know that you it's about to happen, then might as well go... You know, like, alleviate the pain on the other mm. side, you know, like, at least, like, you showed up high as fuck, you're like, oh, this is hell, oh, but I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of alleviates the pain when you go there. What do yeah. cigarettes do for you? Because you've always been a smoker. I, I've been smoking since 13, man. Yeah. Long time. It's so weird, man. Like, back home, like, it's not accepted by everybody, does it? Mm. Same with Mediterranean. Like, when I went to Rome, I felt like I was in heaven. Really? Everybody was smoking. <laughs> like everybody, every corner, like mm. seating's always outside. You know, uh, people just open their stores with a bottle of wine. Mm. Uh, it was good vibes, but uh, but in the states, it used to be the norm, but not anymore. Like in twenties, like fifties, seventies, everybody used to smoke, but then uh, people just stopped doing it. Mm. Yeah, people started getting cancers and stuff. No. So it's why bad do you for smoke you. though? I like it. It's like plain and simple. I like it. And it's weird because some 
actually some people do it for a, a show off mm. so like oh look uh, I smoke I look cool and stuff but that's not like the right way you know like to do it if you want to do oh. it you should like it to go like through that pain and everything but I like it my dad used to smoke as well mm. he smoked for 48 years wow uh, yeah he didn't when I, st I started he stopped it's like two smokers for a house for he a house it? Yeah, he said two smokers for a house is too much. So he stopped when I started. Yeah. Because cigarettes are expensive too. Here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very expensive. But when you drive to Indiana, it's like five bucks. Mm. Yeah. So, you know. You well, go. everything is five bucks in Indiana. That's true. Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. People. Guns. Um, <laughs> let's not get canceled. Um, mm. But, wait, how'd you, your dad just stopped smoking? Yeah. Because I hear like. Cold blood. C quitting Cold cigarettes turkey. is yeah. one of the whole, the hardest things to do, it I is. hear. It is. It is. So how did he just like, 48 years? That's yeah, 48 years and he stopped. Well, my mom was telling me like uh, one night out, like uh, he was out with friends like drinking and like, you know, with the drinks, like cigarette comes with it. Yeah. You can't stop it. Like you just chain smoke. Goes yeah. together. Fits perfectly. Two, yeah. addic two addictive things go together. That's true. So... When he came back from the night out, uh, he was like, sp like coughing, and then like black stuff came out. Oh yeah. And then he saw that and he was like, "Okay, fuck this shit," you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, that's. But he never got like a drawback from it, you know. Like mm. he put on so much weight, but then he lost it. But like, when he was like smoking, like he never like uh, had a health issue or something. Mm. But really old style guy, you know. Just tough. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. No, they said they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> they ran out. They got extinct. Man, the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but shit. Um, but physics sauce is good. Physics sauce is amazing. Yeah. Physics sauce keeps the world together. <laughs> well, what what do you think about like one thing we talk about now a lot is metaverse. Metaverse, right? Yeah. But there's metaverse in physics too. There's like. This concept of like parallel universes. Parallel universes. And I yeah. think it ties into the concept of like just waves and just like black holes. Yeah, there were like ideas like that. And parallel universes has been around mm -hmm. like I think since the 80s. Yeah. And one of the fundamental theory was that string theory that it can tie to it like one way or one way or another. And calculations that were done and then like it was shown that like you can have like 11. 11 universes mm. and the, the idea was that one the explanation to the big bang actually came from there because uh nobody can explain what big how big bang happened mm. like you can explain every process most of it at least like using your basic understanding of physics mm -hmm. but what actually initiated big bang mm. so that's what where things start to fail the system mm. so, so one of the parallel universe explanation was the, also give an explanation to a big bang mm. and the way it was is that you actually don't have a starting point you have 11 universes and the process of big bang was the process that two universes colliding each other mm. so you can use yeah <laughs> so you can have uh, two universes next to each other and through time they like wobble a little bit but that motion of wobbling can bring them together so they can hit each other. Mm. And the process of hitting can be explained through Big Bang. Mm. So every every time universes collide, they initiate a new Big Bang. Mm. 
Mm. Well, if that theory is true, then at any moment you can have another Big Bang. Everybody will die, mm. right? When you, because you don't know. You, you, well, first of all, you, you can't see other universes. Mm. We can only see the limited vision that we have in, in our universe. We mm. can't even see like further than Milky Way. You know, like can mm. see the other galaxies far away, but never been there. Mm. We never went to like the next to a black hole to see even a black hole. Mm. But the idea is that like you can un- answer. Uh, Big Bang through that process of like mul- like multiple universes colliding, mm. and yeah, that, that gives a possibility that any any time it can happen. Well, no proof, but mm. yeah, that's one of the ideas. Okay, but the thing about it is the thing that confuses me, and it's so basically, I love the Big Bang Theory, that TV the show. The TV show. The whole Sheldon. universe was yep. in a high. I love that yep. thing. But anyway, yeah. So like the whole reason of like particle accelerators and they're trying to recreate the big brain or they're trying to recreate mm. condi- is that cor- incorrect because i heard part of it is to recreate conditions that are present in the big bang because the collision of universes is just the collision of particles which is just a collision of atoms which is a collision of protons and electrons if you break it down that's what they said at high speeds so they said a particle accelerator is just in it may not be the the goal but in the process of accelerating particle it also explains Big Bang like conditions, because they move. Mm. Do they actually move at the speed of light? It's like ninety nine percent. They speed actually of light. move really close, but essentially mm-hmm. the same. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, we going there. Yep. <laughs> well, you can't necessarily like. It's not like creation of the Big Bang all over again, but the conditions might be the. Like for example, the basic physics were known as bunch of protons, electrons, and that was it. And the stuff that you find in everyday matter. In atoms, you have neutrons, protons, and that's it. And electrons orbiting around. So with the process of uh, these collisions, people started figuring out there were new particles coming out to the play. And then the question was, like, are those particles the elementary particles, the fundamental building block to everything? Or is there more to it? Mm. So by colli- colliding a bunch of different particles, you can make guesses. You can predict what's going to come out and what's not going to come out. So based on so far, the, the most accurate theory of particle physics is the one that's called standard model, mm. which it has like uh, three groups of uh, particles and then one group for uh, res- one group of particles responsible for forces, like uh, electromagnetism happen under photon, or uh, you have strong interactions happening under gluon uh, mm. physics, or weak interaction happening through Z boson and w boson bosons the higgs boson right the higgs boson also there yeah so the, the thing with high energy was that nobody knew for example weak uh weak forces existed mm. so it turned out that through math uh, and when you figure stuff out that actual physics is represented through bunch of uh symmetries and these symmetries are not like, well, there are obvious symmetries. For example, time symmetry, what we call. Mm. If you have a system and you just wait and look at it through time and nothing else changes, mm. that has a time symmetry, right? So time symmetry is usually accounted for conservation of energy. Mm. Then you have translational symmetry, mm. where if I do, for instance, take my do experiment here, bring the same experiment, move it to somewhere else, and I do the same experience, then I should expect the same physics outcome. And that, all, that also symmetry also gives you another 
conservation law, that's conservation momentum. Mm. So all these things come, turns out that it comes from natural uh, mathematical objects called symmetries. And it turned out that actually there also exist internal symmetries of the system. Not so global, like uh, this time and then uh, translation and reversal and stuff like that. But also internal, which gave rise to particles having charge. Or uh, particles having spins. Or the fact that uh, protons have like three fundamental more particles inside. Which actually, the symmetry associated with that, we call it red, blue and, gre- red, blue and green particles. Mm. They, they can have color symmetry. And stuff like that all like uh, related to mathematical objects called symmetries. Now, it turned out that you have to be above a certain energy level to expose uh, weak symmetry. Weak symmetry meaning that uh, Z and W boson production. You couldn't produce them at like low energies. You had to go to high energy. Because of their masses at higher, they they are so heavier. You can produce them at like normal life stuff. So you had to build big accelerators to speed up to expose that symmetry. And it turned out that at at high energies you can what we call restore that symmetry. At low energies the symmetry is broken. So there are a lot of theories that we actually live in a broken symmetry world. That if you go so high in energies like. The Big Bang case, very thing, everything's so dense, hot, super energetic. You can restore all the symmetries that are broken that depends on the energy. See? And it's called spontaneous symmetry breaking process. Mm. It's like, a, it also exists in, like in real world, uh, but matters. Like if you have iron and you have a bunch of atoms, like it's a, like, like it's a structured material. And you can look that every piece can have a spin on the structure. And then once you play with the temperature of the material, like if you go above certain temperature, everything is random. If you go below this, this critical temperature, everything gets arranged. So all the spins all of a sudden out of chaos and random starts pointing up. Once you increase the temperature, everything is chaotic. Everything is spinning in different directions. Once you reduce the temperature again, instead of pointing up, they point down. So it's spontaneously choosing up or down once you go below that level. But you cannot predict if it's going to be up in the next or it's going to be down because it's probabilistic breaking. Mm. But it's spontaneously broken. So we also might live... So like there, those processes with uh, high energies, they all contribute to this uh, effect where certain things are only be visible above certain energies because the nature is a broken uh, symmetry mm. that we live in wow yeah. no no that's you just mind fucked me <laughs> actually in the previous in the original time when CERN was being built so by the way CERN is a huge particle accelerator huge, huge accelerator yeah. and it goes under two countries Switzerland and France I think and they are like really high energies when it was built for the first time, New York, New York Times said that because they were building this uh, experiment, people are going to create a black hole on Earth. And everyone got so scared. Oh my God, you shouldn't build this experiment because you will create a black hole. And it's not true. And we can see that it didn't happen. 
<laughs> so it's like really funny ideas that people mm -hmm. well people are scared of what they don't know yeah that's you know true. that's that goes back to the caveman you know it's just like yeah. if we don't know it we automatically think it's it's a threat to us yeah and and therefore you know we avoid it but and, and that's 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 part part of like the phobia of science is is just yeah. it's, it's so deep and people get scared and intimidated and they come up with their own theories yeah also science fiction plays a lot of uh, role in that science fiction plays like a lot of role do you ever watch movies and be like that's impossible or like yeah. what's 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 like a nitpicky thing that you've seen in movies that like um like like passing through like wormholes and stuff mm. you know like that doesn't sound so realistic i will say that but also have you seen the movie interstellar interstellar yeah such an amazing movie amazing right? movie you know that everything that happened there is actually physically calculated i didn't know everything that. there was a there's a famous uh, physicist physicist who worked behind to make sure everything like within the laws of physics so the black hole that you see there is actually latest was at that time latest picture of the black hole that people were uh, expecting wow yeah yeah, that was a great movie, though. Great movie. No, it's a it's a great movie. But just like going back to like multiple universes, because people want to kind of try to understand that. Like, there was an experiment that was conducted. I forgot the people who conducted yeah. it, but I'm sure you've heard of the double slit experiment. Oh, the oh the wave particle duality experiment. Yeah. Yeah, that was. But that doesn't have anything with the. Well. Does it? Multi. Uh, well, I'm so, finishing your thing. But does it, right? Because, so people came up with a lot of theories. Why is the electron coming up as a wave? Why is it coming up as a particle when they yeah. observe it? Yeah. Right? And then people had different theories. Some people say it's it's coming up as a wave because, you know, it's, it's actually spontaneously going in between. It spins like a s tiny fraction as a wave and it's a particle and it's almost, the time interval is so small it, it can be both. So this oh. are different theories. And then the theory is that it's just a wave. It's not a particle. It's just a wave. Yeah. And the theory is, is that... So it's like... But it's a quantum theory. That's the thing. So like it's how... It's actually a probabilistic wave, if you all think about it. That's the conclusion they came that's to. That's the conclusion. That and it's then a the wave, thing is, right? It's not a... The mathematics of it, it's a wave mathematics. Mm. But it's not an actual wave. So it's like the same idea it was like uh, people asking, what is the spin of a particle? It doesn't actually have a spin. But the mathematics that's used to explain it have exact same form of spin dynamics in mathematics. So they just call it the same thing. So does it, is it a wave? But it's the same mathematics that you use uh, in terms of computing like that, be, that it behaves like a wave. That's why you call it, it behaves like a wave. But is it actually a wave? Or is it a particle? When you observe it, it's in a particle. But when you don't observe it, it's it's a wave. It's a, but that's why it's like a quantum mechanics. It's a probabilistic nature of uh, really small scales. And it's just, yeah, that's the thing. It acts like a what we call probability wave, which is given by a wave function. Mm. And that just tells you what's the likely, what's the probability that you will find a particle here or will find a particle there. And that's it. And yeah, the quantum nature of the particle being in quantum nature, you have to take into account a bunch of possibilities that can happen at the location. 
because of uh, because more and more fundamentally it ties to the uncertainty principle of mm. Heisenberg. If yeah, you know if you know the position of a particle, you cannot know how fast it's going, or if you know how fast it's going, you cannot know where it is. Yeah, that's just a fundamental block of uh, quantum mechanics. Yeah, so that's why it has to be. Uh, that's why it has to be a probabilistic wave. And most of the uh, mind-blowing experiment is not actually wave-particle wave duality. Well, it is. Like, I mean, it is ties to that, but not the double slit experiment. Mm. When you have it, the next, at least, the mind-blowing one, when you have a container like this, and you put a particle in the middle, and you and then you close the lights and everything, and then particle is there. Well, you can compute the exact uh, this what they call a thought experiment. Uh, you can compute the exact probability with the wave function and everything, with the potential of the thing and blah, blah, blah. And there is a slight probability that you will find a particle outside of the box. The same particle? Same particle. We only put once, one particle. So even though you put it in the middle, there's a slight chance that the particle can be outside. So you see? So mm. like that's the nature of the probabilistic, yeah, nature of the quantum mechanics. It's very hard to... Uh, understand explain but it works that's the thing mm -hmm. it works so like it almost so we, we we get so comfortable with like concepts like space yeah you know and time yeah and it's like quantum physics just fucks fucks that up it yeah it yeah like it, it violates space it violates well it uh, not that's but they just live in the different different not dimension but different uh scales the scale of what makes it uh funky mm. like macro macro objects like i observe this bottle here and it will stay there as long as i observe it right. but the thing is uh this scale is too big and the quantum world only works at uh, really small scales and when you go so much smaller scales then you observe that probabilistic behavior and it's no longer like it's no longer about this much space it's point like spaces and it points when you look at a point, a point has an infinite dimension as well. It does, mathematically. A point is intersection of two lines, right? Yeah, but the point by itself. Mm. You can cross many lines as well if you want, but by itself is infinite. It's a singularity, what they call. But that, the thing, the scale, what determines what what, what can happen. Mm. And at such a small scale, you, you have to switch to probabilistic nature. Of determining. Mm. Yeah. What what role does time play? Because like, so like in Newtonian physics. Yeah. You know, you have, you know, the acceleration of displacement, you know. Yeah, yeah, FMA. Right. <laughs> or, right, force equals mass on acceleration. Or yeah. even velocity equals distance over time. Yeah. Or displacement over time. How does it relate to the quantum mechanics? Yeah. The thing is like, uh, that's the thing. It, nothing violates nothing. Because... Once you look, I don't know, I forgot what Newton was like, uh, 1300s. So he came up with that idea, and then everything else just like fall apart, yeah. right? Everybody's studying everything else, pendulums, harmonic motions, and everything. Well, you can construct the same system in quantum mechanics, right? Now it's a little more probabilistic, but it has to be the same system. Now the thing is, like, the, whatever you compute in quantum mechanics, it has to agree on the on the macro space same laws with classical mechanics 
If it doesn't agree, then something is wrong. Because it's not like you discovered something new. It's just like something was, like the laws of physics were there, but you extended it to a different level. And that's the thing. But the different level is the, uh, is the scale of the observation. Now, if the same thing happens, like uh, you look at a pendulum and it just rotates like this, and then you just move so in, like you just zoom in and, in and you get into quantum work, all the behavior of the quantum mechanics has to produce what's happening on the outside. Because if that's not the case, something is wrong. Because mm. if, you, if you see something, but quantum, quantum mechanics is probabilistic, but you see what's happening in real life, it better produce the same results that's happening in real life that you observe. But it's just giving a different, uh, different point of view of what's happening on the really small scales than what you observe on the macro scale that you can see. See, mm. so like uh, it's not like uh, it differentiates or it violates something. It adds something else. It's like we, this is already here, and whatever result you compute in quantum mechanics better match what you observe in classical mechanics under the sort under the same circumstances. Mm. Right. So it's yeah. So it's not like they're uh, differentiating in one way or another. It's just one is like a little ahead of the other one, but mm. one is what you observe. And the other quantum mechanics predictions better match what you observe in real life. Mm. Yeah. No, it's just like, and it's like there's a lot of, there's just a lot of like, I don't want to say woohoo. Yeah. Or there's just a lot of like things that like, it seems almost like magical or like mystical. Mystic, yeah, mystical. Because, because a lot of the science is theory. A lot of the science is approximations. You know, it's it's there, yeah. there's there's a lot that we don't know, you know, like as, as far as like how much how much don't we know in physics right now? Like you, you're right doing now. research and a lot of people yeah. are how much we don't know. Like what are we trying to find? Well, with the, the questions become oh, particle physics. So the question becomes in particle theory is the standard fi is is the standard model the final answer? Like. Uh, the production of uh, like you know we already knew protons and electrons existed and then next thing was like the discovery of the quarks which three objects that live inside the proton that they don't like to come out because they are like infinite potential inside <laughs> but you have quarks so it you have uh, now yeah what you know is the is the knowledge of the quarks and the, what we call other ones leptons which is electrons muons and tau uh, yeah the particles which are elementary. And they have their own partners, which we call neutrinos. So you have electron neutrino, tau neutrino, muon neutrino, and so on and so on. And you have millions of particles that can uh, produce by these different quarks and stuff like that. Well, the question is, is this all? Is this all there is or is there something else? And th there, were other, there were some processes that can be calculated and then you'll realize that they are actually violated by standard model, but actually some of them happen in real life. So then people said that then standard model is not the final result. It's correct to a certain extent, but there are actually experiments were done that the prediction wasn't correct with the experiment that was observed. Mm -hmm. So people started looking at different models, what we call beyond standard model uh, theories. And those theories involve really crazy ideas like, now, so far, we have one Higgs model, mm. one Higgs particle, which is associated with the gaining of the mass of the particles. 
But there are theories that, that include triplet Higgs. So now you can have three Higgs particles. Well, the, not one, the one that we know is uncharged. But on this one, you can have two charged Higgs and one neutral. Mm. The neutral belonging to our real life, the other one is possible. Now, with that possibility, it opens up a lot of different way of calculations of what can come out in an experiment. So people are just making different models, including different kind of behaviors and changing the scales of the energies that you can achieve to see what can come out. Or other papers like introducing like the fourth group of the particles that doesn't, it's not included in the standard model. Mm -hmm. So all possibilities, but the thing is, when you look major of them, uh, is only, can only be tested at like really high energies. Mm. Right now, CERN is at like seven tera electron volts, mm. uh, maximum central mass collision. But some of the theories theories can only work at thirteen. Mm. It's double. Double almost. Well, to get double, you need bigger. You need to have CERN and multiply its uh, distance like at least double or four times. Mm. And who's going to build that big of a uh, accelerator? Well, we rather spend it on weapons. Yeah, yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah. politics. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the challenge with accelerators because you, there's mm -hmm. a limit that you cannot go. Mm -hmm. You can, but mm -hmm. you have to build a huge... A bigger machine. A very big machine. My, my question is, like, like, so I see what you're saying, but my thing is, like, the why. Like, they're trying to find more particles. Is it because the calculations, in the calculations, it, it's alluding or it's hinting that there's something else and they're trying to find it? Like, because it's, like... What if that is it? But they, they keep trying to experiment. So they think that there's more. What is leading them to think that there's more? A and B, what, 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 is, what will that mean for us understanding, like, the unknowns? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, the, que the question comes back to, is, it this, is the standard model elementary? Mm -hmm. And with calculation that you can do on paper, it's limitless. You can introduce whatever you want to mm -hmm. to your uh, system and compute the consequences and see if it's actually true or not now when you go that's the thing when you go beyond standard model you have to make sure that you also produce reproduce the same results that standard model gave you mm. because everything in standard model is computed and then so on and it was like actually really an experiment so whatever you, you're trying to put on has to match whatever being observed mm. and add more to it now, if you add more to it with these uh, crazy ideas, then that means that standard model is not the f fundamental theory. Mm. So to understand the fundamental theory, then you have to understand all those other possibilities. If they are, it turns out to be correct, then those are the fundamental theory, not the standard model. Mm. Now, why? Because the, there are four fundamental forces in the universe, fundamentally speaking, only fundamental. Gravitation, the... Uh, electromagnetism uh, weak and strong interactions right and it was also believed like going back to big bang that all these four components of well yeah all the four components of the forces were unified so if so essentially if you if you go beyond and find the most fundamental maybe the complicated but most fundamental representation of the nature then you just came up with partially unified theory that unifies electromagnetism strong and weak. Uh, gravity turns out to be a little sketchy, but the th why is gravity sketchy? Because you can't quantize gravity. 
What? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) we know it exists. I mean, we know. I mean, that's why we are sitting here, right? Like, we know, like, space is bended by, like, large, largely massive objects. Yeah, Einstein's general relativity case. Well, well, that's the thing. So, when you talk about space being bent from objects, so it's like a whole fabric of, you know, like, space-time. Just when you think about a grid, you can, like, visualize sun is sitting, it bends the whole space, and the planets, like they bend on on they they bend their local spaces, and the sun's curvature affects everything else, and it just rotates. That's great. But then the Einstein's uh, idea tells you that it gravity is essentially similar to geometry. So it's the effect of bending that keeps everything moving in their places, right? Because uh, if the sun is bending the space time, then we are feeling the curvature from the sun's bent. The displacement. The effect on the space-time is felt from us because of the sun. And the sun curves the space-time, and we feel the curvature. Mm. So if there's no curvature, there's no gravity. Mm. Right? So then that just brings you the, the question that how can you identify gravity with a particle? It was postulated, called a graviton, but it never fit with the theory. Because now you have to uh, introduce... Now every point of space-time becomes a quantum variable itself. So it gets a little crazy because there's a lot of problems associated with it, with it that you cannot include uh, gravity into quantum field theory. Yet. Yet. People are working on it. One, the one that does it is string theory. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's very popular. Mm. But doing a, to do an experiment on that, you can't right now. So you said string theory is, is, is saying that it could be like a wave, particles, particles can be a wave or like a string of... Yeah, string theory says, uh, it's from the name, string. Right. So it's string theory says all the elementary particles that you see, electrons and protons and whatnot, I mean, not, not protons because protons have more elementary particles, quarks inside. So all the quarks and uh, electrons, neutrons, neutrinos, whatever you see, that's not the most elementary part. You have teeny tiny strings living inside, and they just keep vibrating and wobbling. And depending on how they wobble and vibrate, they give rise to these particles. And if you want to think about the scale, if you take, uh, I think it was an atom, yeah, if you take an atom, make it enlarge it as big as like a, our, our solar system, a string's uh, height will be a tree on the Earth. So it's so tiny that you can't even see it. You can't even like do an experiment to it. Impossible. So there's something that you can't see, but the theory works. Now that theory also predicts that gravitons can exist. Because now you're not talking about particles, you're talking about strings. And with that, it comes with the 11 or 13 dimensions uh, to the whole reality. The four dimensions that you know with the time going one way and then the three dimensions, spatial dimensions we live in. And there is also another uh, seven or six dimensions that's internally, like really small curled up dimensions that strings can live in. So the question was that uh, why can't we see gravity particle? And one can be explained from string theory because all the three forces can be explained as an open-ended string. So if you think our universe and the string is open-ended, it's uh, bounded on our universe by two ends. 
So he can move around, but he cannot move up or down. It's bounded. It's on a plane. On the plane. But if you talk, think about gravity, gravity can be a closed string. So when something happens, it can, it can escape from one reality to another reality, to another dimension, if you will. So that's why you can't see gravity, because it always, always escapes through your experiments. So gravity is in a dimension that is past our dimension. So it can move around dimensions. So, so gravity is in another dimension. But, so basically, like you have to be in a dimension greater than that dimension to observe that that well, that as like for example we live in 3d well, obviously there's time yeah but like that's why we can observe planes yeah because we're in 3d yeah like if we lived on this plane we wouldn't know up or down yeah we, we would just see straight and back right, and left right, and right right so you're saying gravity is in a dimension more than 3d so we cannot literally physically observe it as humans is that is that the is that where it's leaning at yeah but we actually observe it in real life right we observe the but effects but the particle itself yeah, the particle itself... Uh, on the plane. On the particle itself... Well, the, yeah, the particle itself can move between planes if it's produced. Because at the it, collision. It's, it's, yeah. a multi, it's, it's, it's a dimension higher than us. It, no, it essentially can move uh, oh, okay. between planes. Okay. So if it can, if it can move between planes, then you, without you observing it, it can escape. <sighs> right? So it's it's really uh, funky to think about these things. It's so it accounts. So basically, gravity. There's something that accounts for that. Yeah. So I mean, if there exists a particle of gravity, then that's the best theory. But there's no proof that there there, there has to be a particle of gravity. Mm. But there should be because all the rest of the fundamental forces have one. See? A multi-dimensional component. No, like the ones that like live in our plane, like the photon with the electromagnetic force or uh, gluons that exist inside protons, or the weak energy uh, bosons that you can see in an experiment. It's just the gravity. It's just the gravity that, that was this. We don't know the components of it. Yeah. So that's... Uh, Is that what we're hoping with these if proton that's, collisions? If that's and... known, if that's like there's a teeny tiny uh, proof that it exists for string theory or for another theory called supersymmetry, if that was like found, that's it. Every fundamental thing is known. Because you know, you can explain all the forces in terms of uh, uh, most basic elements of the, uh, yeah, of, of the universe. Yeah, electromagnetism. Yeah. Um, weak and strong forces. Yeah, we, and, then gravity. and gravity. But gravity is the one. All the other That's ones have been known. broken down. Yeah. But just as gravity. Yeah. Are we getting, where, where does dark matter and yeah. dark energy, <laughs> dark which I hear is even energy. crazier, Yeah. where does that tie into all of this? Those are uh, those were published originally. Uh, so when you uh, cosmology and astrophysics, I think that's mm -hmm. what was original ideas. Because when you looked at, uh, for instance, when you look at our, our galaxy Milky Way, huge, infinite line of charge, infinite. <laughs> but Shout out Ryan. <laughs> Shout out Ryan. If you're listening, you're the coolest TA ever. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happened to that dude. He's gonna be great. Yeah. But when you look at our uh, Milky Way galaxy well it rotates right so you can you can see that it's actually like the gas moving around with a giant black hole in the middle that's keeping everything intact it's moving around when you actually calculate it from newtonian's mechanics or classical mechanics rather you can calculate exactly how fast it's supposed to be rotating once you do that and you look at the real life you realize that it's actually not moving as fast as it should be 
So there should be huge another huge amount of mass somewhere that's affecting its motion. So that's where the dark matter was originated, kind of. Where you observed the things and then like you, it didn't match with the theory. And then you have to come up with something else. So that's what is called dark matter. It's something. Well, it has to be matter because it has to affect gravitationally. Mm-hmm. Other mass. But it doesn't affect electromagnetic. There's no, no charge to it. Well, on the rest of the strong and weak interactions, they all, all happen at small scales. That, I mean, you have to be there to see them. So, so far, it doesn't affect uh, electromagnetically. So any charged, like photons, whatever, like it can pass through with no, no interaction. You don't see any bending. You don't see any slightest dis- disturbance in the laser, if you will. But gravitationally-wise. But, but gravitationally, it has to be there because you see that it affects other massive bodies, objects. So that's why it's called dark matter. It's matter, so it has gravity, but it's dark because we don't know. So, uh, what about so dark energy? Dark energy, uh, yeah, dark energy was associated with a uh, term in Einstein's equation. So, when Einstein came up with the, his equations of general relativity, about it's like a really nice equation where it shows it tells you how mass and energy will tell geometry or space time to curve and bend. And depending on how space-time is curved and bent, it tells you what the mass and energy is at that uh, system. But it turned out that uh, once you computed those uh, equations, or you tried to, like something was missing. Like, and the missing part was the expansion of the universe. You couldn't be able to like uh, figure out what the, was the expansion of the universe at that time. So, and once you... Yeah, I mean, there were like three theories on that, like uh, it was something related with the entropy of the universe. So <laughs> once the Big Bang happened... Entropy never decreased. Mm, not supposed to. Not supposed to. <laughs> so you can try thinking about like a lot of matter being created at a single location and it travels through this like, well, is it infinite space or is it limited space? So that's another question. It travels through... And the whole hydrogen gas, they ended up heating heating each other and then heating it up, then form giant stars and the stars die off. And from the death of the stars, black you hole. you have uh, either black hole, neutron star, or white, white dwarf. dwarf yeah. yeah. So all possibility. But the, the thing is, like, the thing is still expanding. So these things happen can happen in localized space, but the whole fabric is still expanding. That was the theory. So you can calculate the uh, entropy of this expansion. And once you calculate it, you'll realize that if the entropy, if this value is like greater than zero, then it's still expanding. If it's equal to zero, it stopped expanding. If it gets close to negative to being a negative value, it will collapse. So but that cannot be tested. So they had to introduce introduce uh, this expansion factor, uh, which is not understand. Expansion uh, factor. Yeah, into Einstein's equation called lambda parameter, and lambda coefficient tells like it's also it's related to a dark energy. That's actually that there. Yeah. So dar- of this expansion of the universe, because it's related to when you look at two galaxies, far away, not Andromeda, but like a little far away. Right. You can look and you can sit down, record their positions here and position there. Now, when you think about gravity, gravity, they are supposed to attract each other. They are like one of them maybe being more massive than another one. So what matters is the effective mass. 
So if one is bigger than the other, one they should attract each other. Normally. Normally. Newtonianly. But what you realize is they're actually getting away from each other. And that, that's where the dark energy comes from. Because they're supposed to come to each other, but they're actually moving away. And that that coincides with the idea that the universe is, is the space is expanding. So there's so an the energy, energy. There's an energy that is stronger the than gravity. the energy of gravity. Yeah. To the extent where even largely proportionally different size masses, which should normally attract each other, yeah. it's so strong that not only is it stopping them. It's pushing them in the other direction. Yeah. Damn. It's the idea of expansion of the universe. So it, it, it can be calculated, but it just, we don't know what it is. What's causing that? Yeah. So there's like one 10 to the nine joules of energy that we don't know where <laughs> some, it's coming from. Some, like, some number. Yeah. I don't know the exact. Infinity probably. Like, <laughs> like fucking galaxy. But that's what's observed and that's how you cannot explain things. And, all your, and then what you can observe is also limited. It's called Hubble's uh, limit. You know the Hubble telescope that they had uh, for like it was the original one that was observing like galaxies and right. outer space. Now they update up, upgraded it actually. I think it just got launched last year or like this year. It's in space. Yeah, new telescope, bigger, huge, huge, really good resolution camera. So, uh, but the Hubble telescope was the original one where it was a really famous astrophysicist called Hubble. Which he came up with a law that you can actually calculate on a piece of paper how much universe can you observe. Because you can figure out that looking at other stars and other uh, distant places and, well, you can see that light is coming to you. And through some astro astrophysics uh, progress, you can calculate how far they are away. And you can calculate uh, if the object is moving away from you or moving closer to you. That's the Doppler effect, Doppler shift. Remember, right. Yeah, Doppler, yeah Doppler if, if an object comes to you, then you have a wave if, yeah. the, uh, with the wavelength of the... If, if it emits a light or a sound, if a sound is moving closer to you, wavelength is shifted. If it's moving away from me, it's like red shift or blue shift, what we call. So you can calculate that uh, shift in the wavelength of the light that's coming away from you. And you that's actually like probably how they calculate if something is moving away. Like it's a galaxy or closer. Right. But with that, you actually have a maximum distance. That's why like the... 13.8 billion years ago. That's why they know that's the origin of the... How oh, the yeah. Universe that, is. That's like looking... Uh, yeah, looking in the past. But there's also... A, I don't know if it's called like circle or sphere, whatever. There's actually a region where that's maximum place you can receive light from. Yeah, I heard because that. if the universe is expanding and light is trying to come in, but it's expanding and light is trying to come in, it will never reach to you. Mm -hmm. So it's so dense, the light can't escape. No, no, the light is trying to come, but it's, the universe is expanding. Mm. So it's moving, it's trying to come, but it's, it's also moving away. at the same time. So it's like a, so it's expanding faster than the speed of light. No, no, but well, that's the only way. That but. Like telescopically, like looking into space, there's a maximum distance that you can uh, farthest it's see. It's fixed. Yeah. But it's a fact that the universe is expanding, because over time we're seeing, like the, it's it's a it's a space, it's a distance, but they're seeing different 
things come into that distance. Mm. So something is being created. It's, but that, that distance is, is constant. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it depends on like also relative expansion. Because the whole thing uh, is expanding. In, different, all, in infinite directions. How many rates you're in, expanding also matters in that case. Oh, the rates aren't the same. Might not be. Who Might knows? Be, yeah. Who knows? That's the thing. Who knows? Crazy. And like, I, I, we can't, I know we're like way over time, but I, I want to like, what, what, what do we know how, how any of this ties into like time travel? Time travel. You know, I'll tell you a funny uh, thing. You heard about entanglement? Quantum entanglement? Yeah. I, it sounds familiar, but like, yeah. So it's a, uh, it was an idea when actually Einstein was alive. Yeah. Einstein and Niels Bohr and Bell uh, yeah, and the guy Bell, who I think who did the experiment to confirm it. So you can actually bring two particles, uh, like electrons, together, and you can pair them up such that uh, they form a bond. But the bond is actually like James Bond. <laughs> so they put they you can put two particles in a configuration where the only difference in the configuration is the spin. So if one particle is spinning up, the other one is spinning down. And that you can bring them to interact with each other. Once it's interacted, that bond is always there. That's why you, the process of entanglement. So the idea was that, you know, like, uh, if I look at one particle and I measure spin up, I already know, I always know that the other one is spinning down. So if I, and if I close the box and they get randomized again, but then I, if I open it again, then I measure spin up. It's always spin down other one or spin up or spin down. So it was always this configuration where uh, the funny thing was like if I take one of the particles, send it to the moon, and I have the other one next to me and I measure it spin up, the moon immediately has to be spin down. So there's always this opposing polarity between the spins, which was the uh, paradox kind of to Einstein because how can you, you know, how like infinite distance uh, same correlation infinite distance and you have this correlation so if I open one measure spin up how does the other one know like million I don't know like meters away that it's gonna be down so that was like a freaky uh, idea and actually it was it's proven like experimentally at that time that existed now in Canary Islands I think uh, Canary Islands or like somewhere in Mediterranean like one of the islands in observatories where they were measuring like uh, you know planets or something so they actually created two entangled particles and then what they did was that two I think I remember electrons and they took a laser kind of a, a apparatus they put the electron in one of them and sent it to a different island and with the entanglement still intact so once they did it they formed this bond between these two, two islands and they brought, uh, I think it was a photon, let it to interact electromagnetically with the electron that was being entangled in one island. At the moment of interaction, the, the electron and the photon disappeared, and the photon appeared on the other island with no distance, like uh, like without caring no about interval. the distance. No time interval. Yeah, instantly. Because of this like connection of the entanglement, the two electrons were uh, destroyed, to form this uh, same to carry the photon from one place to another place. So it was teleportation. Teleportation. Okay. Yeah. So that was done. Uh, I remember. But of course, you cannot do it in like, real people because, like, uh, you know, or even like, they never done it like with bigger mm -hmm. objects, only particles. So particles 
with an electromagnetic configuration yeah. can abide by the rules of teleportation and instantaneous well, it's, yeah, travel. Yeah, instantaneous the creating or and it's like creating and annihilating a photon. Mm-hmm. Now every particle looks the same. Right. So is it yeah. the same particle or is it like a little different? But like mm. all the particles at the look macro the same. level, we don't know. But the thing is, the fact that it went from one place to another place, this getting destroyed one place so and forming spontaneously. That's uh, that's the definition of uh, teleportation. That is. That yeah. is. But is it the same particle? You can't tell that. At the macro scale, you can't tell. You can't tell it. All right. the particles are the same. Like, what does it make up? Like, it, it, yeah. <laughs> do you go you go in as a, a human? You you come out as like a prokaryote. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a deus. You know? I'm a deus. So like, you know, I was like a sheep. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. Because like, the particles don't know what you are. Yeah, right. At that, the, the configuration. That's the thing. That was, but insane. that was done, and it was interesting to see that. No, that is fascinating. Yeah. So, like, what are you all working on right now? Like, what what's what's a big project? You said you're doing research. Yeah, right now uh work at Argonne Nation Lab. Federal stuff. Shout out Argonne. <laughs> Shout out Argonne. Field trip days. <laughs> so uh we're working on a what is called beam dy I work on beam dynamics, what what it's called? Beam essentially beam of particles. Um what we're focusing on like low energy level. So for the most important thing with colliders, you have to collide particles at high energies, right? But to go to high energy, you have to pass through the low energy spectrum. And it's tur- not internal, but like understandably, there were uh, there are certain um, how can I say it? obstacles regarding a lot of, regarding to storing a lot of particles. For example, like you want to at the end, you want to have your beam of particles being so small for interaction purposes. But at low energy, if you're trying to squish a lot of particles next to each other, well, all of them are charged. We know from physics too that the Coulomb repulsion or the Coulomb Coulomb field, uh, so the same charges repel each other. So one of the obstacles is that you cannot store a lot of particles to squish them in because they repel each other. So another obstacle was that uh, the next energy level is that when you have a lot of particles in a beam that they travel through to speed up, they actually end up scattering off each other. So the whole thing is moving, but within inside the beam, they can actually hit each other and then uh, do other funky stuff. So they can start like hitting each other and then making your whole beam grow instead of smaller. So what, you're, what we are trying to do is that uh, to mitigate the problem. And it turns out that you can actually somehow mitigate the problem if you create uh, particles that, that have angular momentum. So instead of sending straight beams, have them rotate around the orbit, and that somehow like mitigates the problem. And that's what we are uh, trying to show that it actually works. And if it works actually, then you can ask, well, "What's going? Well, why do you want to do that?" Because if that works, then you can store more particles in a beam, which can increase your pos- possibility of interaction region having more particles. It's more possibility to, to collide. So, but the fundamental uh, problem is there where you cannot remove it because they're all charged particles, they will repel each other. So the problem is to find a way, smarter way to mitigate the problem rather than destroying it. Wow. Man, like I see how passionate you are talking about this. Like, like what, what, what gets you so excited? Like waking up every day working on this? Yeah. Well, it's the motivation, I guess. Uh, I mean, 
I liked like doing physics like since I was like really young, and um, it's it's just like it's really f at least to me to fun like to sit down and then try to figure out what's happening in real life by like by using through some equations and then some simulation maybe like the possibility to simulate real life metaverse kind of but yeah. <laughs> but it's it's kind of crazy you know like when you think about it or coming up with like some idea that you can actually check like just a thing and put stuff in on a paper piece of paper and pencil and then actually come up with results that like does it make sense or it doesn't make sense if it doesn't why it didn't yeah. or try to think different perspective to explain certain things or come up with new idea that the idea you came with does actually work or is it too crazy too lost in the sauce or it's not <laughs> so yeah so that's like those are like really fun and adventurous i think in one way or another so uh yeah no that's beautiful yeah. um well i know you got your parking thing <laughs> facts <laughs> probably went over a little bit but i feel like you know fingers crossed we're doing good yeah man. um ouch Okay. Comfy. Emotions. Yeah, comfy. A little comfy, you know, gotta get in the you know, the cross legged pose. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's not gonna work. Um, as always, stay hydrated. Mm. Stay breathing in this good ass oxygen. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. Yeah. You are listening to First Kiss by yours truly. Yep. My puberty finally hit Freshman year made a promise to have my first kiss Stomach growling so I head out the door Bump directly to the chick right at the front door I shot my shot, said my name, I'm a dope Said, where you coming from? She said, straight from the store Said for sure, said slide to the skate And don't set her eyes lit up She probably an acrobat I play it cool, link at six on the dash She said she'll move shit around and make time just for that we hit the ice and had a skates lay She put my hand around her waist We just couldn't keep space In a moment all else is erased Queen Elsa the way she let it go and let me chase Holding hands while we glide puppy love shit She said she feeling it but she really gotta dip I'm the Tarzan to her Jane Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first Kids marriage I could go down the list But nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss Why she holding back? I don't understand Got a plan set, I'ma get close to the friend Link at the cafeteria, prepared to show my hands Had to clarify some things before I made my advance Does your friend have a do or man to interest? She said get your feelings hurt, go ask her be my guest when she told me she had better half I was selfish, tried to drift her off the faithful path I let out a laugh, hit my feelings on a mask But when she look at me, stimulate my lower half Got me feeling like a first pick in the NFL draft When she had my heart sprung, could've really used a cast uh, Reignite that spark, see that glint She's staring in my eyes, uh, really giving hints I get butterflies, feel my gut wrench See her leaning in, that's my first kiss 
traumatized Into her Jane, Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first Kids, marriage, I could go down the list But nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, Katara to my avatar She used to call me Aang first Kids, marriage, I could go down the list But nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss